into BFF.fm, and it was pretty obscure. There was a lot of music on there that I didn't know. BFF.fm, best frequencies forever. They didn't play Dave Matthews' band. Hello, 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 kings, queens, and everyone in between. You guys are tuned into the one and only BFF.fm, and this is the Hardcore Heaven Radio Power Hour, back again with new episodes after a brief hiatus. I'm really excited. This is your host, DJ Neb. 808 this week, as our guest, we have the daddy of Subdom Spin and Destroy Affiliate, the extremely talented in the extremely lovely snack they sat down with us you guys know the drill they sat down for an hour-long interview and then got in the mix for an hour without further ado we're gonna get to that right now make sure to keep it locked bff.fm hardcore radio hardcore heaven radio power hour this is your host dj nev 808 thank you so much to our guest this week's snack and let's get right into the interview we're rolling okay great hello Hey. Hi. Welcome. Thank you so much for coming here again. Thanks for having me. Of course. Really quick, just to start off the show, for those who don't know you, a little introduction. You can give your name, your DJ name, what you want to be, what you want to go by, like what you like to be called when you're not DJing, um, your pronouns, and then where you're from, what you do, anything that, you know, feels relevant to tell the people. For sure. Um, hi, my name's Snack. Um, I usually go by snack. My coworkers call me snack. I use they them pronouns. Um, yeah, um, I, I'm a DJ. I usually do techno, house, stuff like that. Um, lately, hard techno has been my vibe. I don't know. Um, and then I'm also a drummer. I drum in a band called Choking Game. Um, and as well as I throw a party called Subdom, um, which is like a kink, queer, like centric party. But all are welcome. And then, um, yeah, I'm also part of a little group called Spin and Destroy, um, and I throw parties with them. Hell yeah. Well, thank you. We'll, we'll, we'll get to all that um, in a minute. But again, thank you so much for coming out. I'm really excited. Like I alluded to briefly earlier, this is my first interview back after a bit of a hiatus, so I hope it goes well. It'll be fine. <laughs> no, it will be fine. I, I, I've luckily um, done enough of these that I no longer... It's kind of like... I compare it in my head. Um, so I've been dating my partner for like... Sorry, this is a whole tangent. You're all good. <laughs> yeah. We'll start. Um, I've been dating my partner for like four years, but like a year and a half ago, two years ago, we like opened up and started like dating other people casually. And when I first started going on first dates, I was terrified. Yeah, like, yeah. petrified. Because you forget how to do it. Yeah, and just like that. I mean, we've met before, but we don't... Not like a ton, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then obviously on first dates, it's generally like... I don't know if it's like a Tinder date or like a whatever, but you know, usually it's just kind of like that social interaction, like the, the knowing that you're going into something that's going to require you to like think of things to say yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and like be witty and whatnot. Not even like, I wouldn't claim to be witty on the show, but you know, <laughs> hopefully like slightly entertaining at the least. Um, but then like after you do a lot, like that, like level of anxiety, like it's less and less. Like, every time you go on a first date and you're like, Oh, that like, I didn't die. Like nothing, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing bad happened. Wasn't um, that bad. I, I would definitely compare it to that. Like, my first interview, I was terrified. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to talk for an hour. Like, that sounds yeah. awful. But now I've, I'll, like, we'll hit the hour mark. And I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't even get to, like, talk about all this stuff. Um, <laughs> so, no, I'm really excited. I um, am pumped to kind of pick your brain a little bit. I feel like you have a very interesting um, perspective, like, where you come from. You're like, I watched your um, podcast with 
George? George Daniel, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. His, his podcast, yeah. yeah. shout out his podcast. I feel like um, he's the only person I'm aware of in the Bay that's, like, doing... He definitely has a much bigger production than I do, and... um. He's been he's been putting in work, so like shout out to him. But yeah, no, it, it, I I think what he's doing is super cool, and he, like the fact that he took me and like my little dog and pony show and like was willing to have me on. <laughs> I'm like fuck, dude. Ah. Yeah, no, it it was a good episode. It was fun. I kind of went in like not knowing what to expect, but then um, it was fun. I was surprised. I guess I wasn't surprised, but like, I was um, I guess just like something I noticed is like. I'm just very surprised that, like, he smokes weed during his podcast. Yeah. Because I, God, I could not do that. I'd be p- paranoid. And, yeah, they did, like, beforehand. They're like, oh, do you want to hit? I'm like, absolutely not. Yeah. I will be weird. I'm like, give me all the white claws. If you have straight up vodka, I'll drink it. I'm like, I cannot, dude. Um, no, I just, I mean, like, obviously, all drugs and weed specifically, like, affect everyone differently. But, like, that sounds like... Uh, like a level of my like personal hell like if i do something really bad and get sent to like the bad version of the afterlife like yeah, yeah. you're gonna put me in front of like someone who i really respect and get me super high and then they're like interview them yeah, <laughs> hell, interview them. yeah no um, yeah or, or people who fucking get high and go to work i'm like how do you... that yeah that used to be me but just because i was like hopelessly That's addicted fiance, to weed dude. yeah my not because it like abs and goes to work i'm like bitch <laughs> you're insane i uh, yeah i mean honestly i i used to like yeah, just, like, wake up and smoke weed and, like, do my whole life permastone. Not because it was good, just because it was, like, what I did. And honestly, that, yeah, literally. Weed, yeah, it's sick. Um, but anyway, okay, let's jump into things. Um, so how we generally start things on this show. Um, I, I did, I watched your podcast and I don't want to, like, ask the exact same questions. I want to kind of dive into new territory. But I'm sure there'll be some overlap. Um, and how we generally start things here on the Hardcore Heaven Radio Power Hours um, it's kind of starting like from your childhood a little bit, just going back, getting like a brief synopsis of your musical background, like the stuff you listened to as a kid, just to kind of construct a timeline, ha- however brief we want it to be, like to get oh, to where you like started DJing. And this started. will not be brief, but That's yeah, super fine. Let's fucking roll. So, um, uh-huh. when I was a kid, my mom was super into like classic rock, so like ACDC, Aerosmith, all that good stuff. Her favorite band in the whole world is Aerosmith. So, at a young age, I was seeing, like, you know, fucking Aerosmith and Kid Rock, Aerosmith and fucking, you know, whatever, Bon Jovi, we saw Bon Jovi a couple times, and then, um, when I turned, like, five or six, I was like, oh, I want to start playing guitar, and, uh, I started taking guitar lessons at six, and, uh, um, it's one of those things, like, the learning curve of guitar, like, you can only get so good, and then you kind of realize, like, I'm not going to be, like, a shredder. I'm not going to be Eddie Van Halen. So that that hit me when I was, like, maybe 11 or 12. Um, and at that point, I was super into, like, Slipknot, like, Marilyn Manson and that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, I was like, okay, cool. Like, what's next? Um, and I was, I was going to middle school. I was like, oh, I want to kind of pick up drumming. So um, I just learned. I just fucking just, like, started just fucking hitting pillows at home and shit. And, like, um, became a jazz drummer. I was pretty fucking good. Like, like I got awards wow. in middle school. I got awards in high school. Um, and then, like, in high school, I joined my first metal band. Um, I, I drummed in a band called Apothecary for, t- like, a little over ten years. Um, we toured and shit. Like, we did the whole thing. Um, and kind of in the middle of all that, like, maybe when I was, like, 15 or 16, um, a friend of mine was like, hey, like, um, I'm gonna go to a rave. And I was like, what the fuck is a rave? <laughs> um, he's like, oh, well, it's, it, it's 16 plus. You don't gotta worry about it. Like, like, they're not gonna check an ID. I was, like, 15 at the time. Um, and then, yeah, just fucking, like, like, tip the bouncer a little bit, and they'll let you in. I was like, sounds good. And, um, 
Much to my surprise, it was the very first or second so stoked. Shout out so <laughs> wow. stoked. It was surreal. Uh-huh. Um, you know, my, my first like introduction to happy hardcore, first introduction to raving. Um, I fucking felt love. I was like head over heels, obsessed with it. And like around that time was also Skrillex and stuff. Um, and then um, I kind of realized this isn't cool to like my metal friends. So I kind of kept it under wraps, whatever. Um, I really didn't tell anyone. Sorry, bourbon. I literally did the same thing, yeah. but I wasn't talking. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah uh, I kept drumming in like bands and stuff, but it was always something that I was kind of secretly passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my ex before my fiance, he was kind of into like like more like bassy type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of bonded over that. Like he showed me Sophie. Um, shout out Connor. I know you're probably gonna hear this. Yeah, he showed me Sophie. He showed me like. Um, the more like hyper pop stuff, or what we know now is hyper pop. Like uh-huh. at the time, it was just like this experimental bass shit. What the fuck is an AG Cook? You know. <laughs> um, and then yeah, I found um, that relationship ended. I found my new uh, partner, uh, my my now fiance, and he's like, I rave, and I was like, I don't know what that means anymore. Like <laughs> I haven't done that in forever. He's like, Come along with me. Like let's just experience it. And uh, our first show together was We Thin. That's so fun. It was different. Yeah. It, it, was, uh, <laughs> uh, it, it was... It was something. The, like, the SF State crowd was there. Totally. Like, yeah, just bros fucking tripping on Molly and, like, losing their mind at the Regency. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like, I was like, whatever. And he's like, well, like, I really like House. So we went to a pop that year. It was 2016? 2017? Mm-hmm. 2017. Um, and um, we saw, like, 4B and Audion and shit. And I was like, this is cool. Like, I, I can kind of get into it. And then, um, much like anything I like love in life, I kind of rabbit hold into uh-huh. more, you know, EDM and stuff. Um, like side tangent too, like somewhere in there, I started composing classical music in high school, um, and that was that's what I was gonna do for like life. I, I um, auditioned at the SF Conservatory. Shout out and also fuck you because I didn't get in. Um, <laughs> but like rightfully so. I, I was like a like a new age fucking composer. I was doing like fucking atonal bullshit. Like, uh-huh. um, like like really like avant garde shit. So I get I get I get it. I fucking get it. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so like uh, I'm also super passionate about, uh, about classical music. So when you know I was raving for a couple years, like me me and my partner were together. I was like I could fucking DJ. Uh-huh. I could DJ. And he's like, you think you can DJ? And I was like, what? I'm a drummer. I, I know things about composition. I, you know, I, I, I love music and I, I just want to explore music more. So like, I just downloaded Serato and just started like doing computer mixes. And I was like, hmm. I can do this. I can fucking do this. And then like one day he was like, okay, well, do you want to get a controller? Like, like we can like baby step you into like DJing, DJing. And I was like, yeah, for sure. We got a controller and like I obsessed over it for like, this this was maybe right before the pandemic, so like twenty like nineteen, um, just would sit there fucking all day, doing mixes and what whatnot, and then um, yeah, that's when like uh the first couple spin and destroy shows were thrown in Richmond, and I was like fuck it, I'll go out. Um, we had friends who were DJing and met those guys, and then like right before the pandemic hit, under my old DJ name, which I won't say. <laughs> um, we don't we don't look it up. I will make you say it. I heard what it was from the podcast, but it'll be a secret. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's super sick. It's cringe, dude. <laughs> it's fucking gross. I I think I wiped the internet of it, but um, yeah. yeah. Um, and then my they were gonna have me do like a, a thirty minute opening slot like the day after the pandemic happened, 
And then, uh, yeah, we all went into lockdown. I didn't get the show. And, uh, yeah. That, that, yeah. No, that's that's fantastic. That is... Um, that's my whole I've, story, man. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, I wonder, something I've noticed doing these interviews is that these are very real. Something that has come up a lot is the, like, metal scene kid to DJ pipeline. Oh, it's a pipeline. There's a very... I, I just... I, I wonder if you have any thoughts on, like, how those two scenes and communities overlap, if they do overlap, if they don't overlap, like, and maybe... How, what your experience was going from the metal scene into the dance music scene. So I see it more as, like, the Warped Tour scene. Okay. I come from, like, the death metal kids and, like, like like the really kind of, like, you're a fucking poser type shit. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I also had my friend, like, you know, the Warped Tour crowd. Deathcore scene, pop punk, all that shit. I think the scenes are really related. Like, like obviously, like... Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Um... One more time. Uh, <laughs> Don't apologize. Um, yeah, it's I think what that, the people want. I know, right? Burt porn, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I, I think there like, plur is like exists in like that scene, but we don't call it plur. Yeah, you know, I, I think so. That's why the transition was really easy because I, I was afraid I wasn't cool enough. I was like very like, oh, I'm not cool enough to be a raver, and then like <laughs> you know. Everyone's just rolling ass, and everyone's fucking, like, you know, losing their mind, and, like, hugging each other and crying, and I'm like, oh, cool is dead. Fuck that shit. And I think that mm-hmm. also exists in pop punk. Totally. Like, like the Warped Tour crowd, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I, um, I've never been that into, I guess I've never, like, identified with, like, the pop punk scene or anything, um, but I feel like there's certainly some aspects of just, like, kids who are like outside of the mainstream you know kids that dress different that act different you know they probably don't find their communities in like the football team at high school or whatever oh yeah you know it's mostly because like i think our our community is based around music in such a way that other communities aren't you Mm -hmm. know i think um if you look at like pop there's no pop scene yeah, you know, there's no not that's really, interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like like obviously we go see pop artists. And I'm like Charlie XCX diehard. Oh, are you kidding me? Artist <sighs> of the year on Spotify. Like oh, 2020. Okay. I, I was 0.01 percent. <laughs> like, oh no, just tell me I'm fucking gay. Uh, um, yeah, no. Um, literally, what I was listening to when I walked up. Um, anywho, um, yeah, uh, there's, there's no like pop scene. Like, uh, the, and there's kind of no rap scene either. Like, obviously we have our like local rappers and stuff, but like, um, they like. You know, local rap shows are hard to come by, and if they do, I think they're very clicky, and they're very, like, you know, um, like, like, uh, certain vibes that I, I don't fuck with, which is, now it's kind of pervading to the hardcore scene, fun fact, like, a hmm. lot of, like, um, my band, Choking Game, not the shows that we necessarily play, but a lot of, like, adjacent shows, there'll be, like, a rapper on the bill, or, like, there'll hmm. be, like, you know, a noise act on the bill, and I'm like, oh, like... This is where they're getting in. I, yeah. I think. I think the in that sense, those scenes are crossing over. But I, I think, yeah, since like rave ravers and, and punk kids are just like centered around the music, that's just what we're here for. And I think that's what really bonds us. Totally. I, I'm interested in like your early days of raving when you like referenced that you kind of felt like you couldn't talk to like your metal friends about it. You kind of wanted to like hide your your dance music i i definitely i think a lot of people go through a phase when you first get into dance music where it's almost like your dirty little secret yeah and it's at the very least whether it's not like something that you're embarrassed to talk about it's something you kind of like enjoy in isolation 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I have a question, but I, I, <laughs> yeah, 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 I, I relate to one. that. Um, um, less so like thinking that it's uncool, but just, and when I first got into dance music, I even like the dance music I was listening to was much more mainstream and acceptable. Like my first introduction to dance music was like Chris Lake and like oh, Fisher. Oh, hell yeah whatnot. though. Like what, a, not a bad, uh, whoop, not a bad thing to like, um, be introduced through. Cause like most people, like my fiance, it's like Afrojack and uh-huh. like Tiesto and it's not bad, but it's not good. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's one, two, three, jump. I think, like, <laughs> like if, if your entrance is, like, you know, tech house, yeah. I think you have a leg up on those people. Uh-huh. Totally. And, I mean, tech house, it was... I, I'm thankful for the tech house scene. Um, just for getting me started, it's a great... If you want to teach yourself how to DJ... Oh, yeah. Learn on tech house. Oh, fuck yeah. It is so, like... This is going to sound... Like, I don't mean this in, like, a... Um, in a bad way, but like, boy, is it formulaic. Like, oh. boy, is oh. it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. Every, well, everything is like the same amount of fucking like bars, bars, phrases, yeah. all that good shit. Like, it's really fucking easy. That's how I learned. Yeah. Um, and then I started teaching happy hardcore, and then, you know, I back back. But like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wonder. So, also, it's so fun. Um, my first rave ever was so stoked. Oh, hell yeah. It was, um, I was actually, I was a little old for a so stoked show. I was like 19. Um, I wasn't into dance music at all. I had just, so I grew up in Hawaii, um, and I came out to Santa Cruz to go to UC Santa Cruz. Mm. And I had like some friends from Hawaii that lived in SF and in like, um, Marin and just like throughout the Bay. And so I would like public transport up to hang out. And, um, I was like going to crash at one of my friends place. It was like 11 o'clock at night. My like friend from high school was very nice and like blew me up a bunk bed. And then like another friend was like, Hey, do you want to go to a rave? And I was just like, what, like, hey, like, what, what do you, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, like, was aware of the concept, but I had no idea what to expect, and I was just like, well, that sounds cool, mm-hmm. so I, like, I, like, it was very much like a mom I threw up moment, I, like, poked Ow. my, like, sleeping friend, I was like, hi, thank you so much for this bed, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, we went to So Stoked, <laughs> it honestly, I think, like, I'm glad that you said, like, shout out So Stoked, because I feel like, it, it it has a reputation, oh, right? I mean, yeah. You know, um, I guess just, like, I have my friend who I met there, who I'm actually currently living with um, in San Francisco, like, promoted for So Stoked throughout high school. Mm. Um, and obviously, I think just with any, like, very prominent underage, not, it's not like an underage show, it's not like you have to be underage, yeah, yeah. but an all-ages show, um, you know, I think there's, like, the angle people are just like, oh, I don't want to party with teenagers. And then, fair. obviously, yeah, yeah no, true. Fucking fair. I agree, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it's probably not something I would go to um, now. But honestly, at the time, dude, it blew my mind. Oh, yeah. I had never been to a club. I never I never been to a bar. Was I was 19. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that DNA? So just the fact that there were, like, multiple rooms of music. You yeah. walk around. There was, like, people in fursuits. And that I just thought was, like, funny. Uh, yeah. Like, not... Shout out furries. Shout out furries. Shout out furries. No, I, I'm actually, like, low-key <laughs> low pro, pro-furry. Oh, I'm very pro-furry. I think they get a bad rap. And yeah. I think everyone thinks that they're perverts. And I don't think that's true. I think they're delightful like, people yeah. I, I've, I've met some shitty furries but like i mean like they're shitty gay people like they shitty know? every, every yeah. everyone's shitty but like yeah dude furries are just here to fuck shit up and have a good time and yeah the last choking game show we, we did uh with a uh, chemical victim um at toxic beach which is like a prominent rave spot but now they're throwing punk shows there which is fucking sick um 
but yeah, there was a furry in the pit. And, like I was immediately like, fuck yeah, like, yeah, get in there. Like that's so <laughs> dope. And I mean, just like the the creativity and skill that goes into making one of oh, those yeah. is no oh, joke. Fuck yeah. Um, but yeah, shout out furries. <laughs> um, I'm interested. So. Once you started getting in, you had, like, you had these various introductions to dance music. Mm -hmm. um, And then, like, through your partners, you were introduced to it more and more. What were your, like, if you could remember some artists or maybe just some genres where, like, it became an interest for you and, like, you started, like, what was your first dance music that you were, like, listening to on your own, you know? It's, like, going on Spotify or whatever you use, right, and, like, searching it out on your own accord. So, um, after that So Stoked when I was, like, 15, um, it was, like, going to YouTube and, like, finding random mixes, but it was, it was, uh, DJ Surreal, Darren Styles, Headhunters, um, so, like, the hardcore world, Happy Hardcore, Hardstyle, that type shit, like, anything I could find. I kind of don't remember any other names. Yeah, But, like, fine. the mainstream shit, like, like, the other kind of rave kids that, like, I bonded with in school for, like, a little bit before I kind of was, like, no, I'm too cool for you. They were into Skrillex, they were into Name Redacted, but, um, names, names with rhymes with that yeah you totally yeah, yeah. Um, so that him um uh excision yeah. so uh that was my second rave at warfield was those three artists wow. was uh um excision uh, nope not skrillex but uh datsik and someone else um and that was fucking sick mm-hmm. um yeah uh so yeah dubstep was like kind of like um i was into it like but like at the back we didn't headbang back in the day oh. it was a very like a feelsy like well i guess that early dubstep i wasn't i wasn't listening to music at all i yeah. that's not true i wasn't listening to dance music at all i hadn't even heard a song in 2012 yeah yet. yeah that's so crazy i know i i found it last year it's pretty cool um but I, I, I'm, I guess I'm just guessing that that early dubstep sound probably had a little more influence from, like, the UK dubstep yeah. shit, which was very, you know, I mean, I think that there was, I've watched, like, a YouTube essay on the, the, on the um, All My Homies. Yeah, great That's video. So fucking great good. Video. It's 44 minutes. I watch that shit all the time. I yeah. put it on, uh, yeah, um, uh, yeah, and that really informed me on, like, where that sound kind of came from, because yeah. I kind of didn't know. No, me neither, until um, I saw that. That's, like, how I was, like... It's embarrassing, but, like, how I found out about, like, Burial, Oh, you yeah. Know. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, Nala. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Mala. Mala. Mala um, uh, not with two A's. Just Mala. Yeah. Um, and, like, Scream. Uh, scream. Early all those, Scream. All fucking cool shit. Um, Rusko. Yeah. Um, I love that shit. And, and I think there's, like, a whole... Because Scream is still so relevant. Yeah. But just completely different. And also, but so, like, shout out Scream. It seems like a silly person to yeah, shout yeah, out. Like, he's not listening, but... Um, no hello, but... But I feel like there's a whole population of, like, househeads out there that don't even know that Scream, like, was, like, a pioneer yeah, of that yeah. oh, stuff. Because yeah. he's just, like, a little disco garage guy now. Yeah, yeah. But still amazing. I'm, um... He's coming to 1015. Did you see the 1015 bill with, like, him, Sammy Virgie, INVT? What a fucking show. What Shout out show. whoever put that together. Literally. Probably um, Dials. Probably Dials. Shout out Dials. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, God, what were we talking about? Um, oh, um, uh, so yeah, so early on you were into like dubstep based stuff. That was kind of your first. Dubstep based stuff, hardcore. Yeah. Um, and you found a little community around that. Yeah. Um, I thought house was for old people. Uh, back, That's back fair. In trance. I thought trance was for old people. Um, so like, I really didn't fuck with Dead Mouse or anything like that when I was young. Um, but, uh, kind of when, when I came back to EDM with my like current partner, um, he was like, oh, yeah, like, 
Dead Mouse is a thing. He's like, I don't like love Dead Mouse, but like check it out. Yeah. And I was like, I appreciate this as a as an artist and as a producer. Mm-hmm. I personally don't fuck with it. Yeah. And he's kind of a dick, but like <laughs> th- that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, I bet a lot of produced famous producers are kind of dicks. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. I mean, <laughs> and then I'm more surprised by the ones who are fucking nice. Yeah, like, literally. Fucking, when I met Rec now, they're so fucking sweet. Oh, I um, bet that one makes sense though. Oh my god! Like literally, like we ran into into each other in the bathroom at ten fifteen. Um, because was, was it at a Dylan Francis? Dylan Francis. Yeah, you um, opened for that, didn't you? I, I, uh, I was. Uh, well, you were in there. I was a support. Yeah, yeah. yeah it support. was uh, me and Ice Creams. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, yeah, they they were like coming out of the bathroom while I was coming in, and I literally stopped to be like, "Hi, I'm such a fan." Yeah. And then like we we chatted a little bit, and then like they were like, "Oh, like like they they gave them their real name," and like I was like. Oh, I go by snack, like they them pronouns, and then they're like, Oh my god, you're so fabulous, da 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 and like I just like <laughs> lost my mind and then like they brought me upstairs and like these are all my friends. These uh-huh. are all like, like um this is snack, they're the family. Like this is family. Oh, that's and then so cool. they're, they're, like anything you want on the bar. And I was like, I'm gonna cry. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um Shout out Rekno. Rekno apparently. So fucking sweet. Yeah, that's so cool. Also an amazing artist. I oh, love yeah. just like the like oh my god you're also queer moment like when you meet uh, people. <laughs> delicious. <laughs> yeah, scrumptious. Um, so I I want to talk a little bit about um your trans I guess like early days of DJing because if I'm not mistaken and you'll have the opportunity to correct me if I'm wrong but when you first started DJing and playing out you were like in the bass scene a little bit. A little bit. Um. So uh, as I said, like my first show was supposed to be a spin and destroy. Um, Choppas or one of the people back in the day was like, oh, we'll give you 30 minute opening slot. Mm-hmm. And it was March 14th. We went into lockdown on the 11th. Wow. So it was like, fuck my drag. Yeah. Whatever. Um, um, and at the time I only played like one of my friend's parties, maybe like one other thing, like, but super small. I really didn't play out. Um, and then over the pandemic, I was like, is this what I really want to do at the, at the same time? Right before the pandemic, um, uh, pivot, um, but it, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, me and my partner like to just challenge ourselves. So, like, mm-hmm. say, for instance, we don't like, at the time, we were, like, house heads. We were super in the house, but we're like, we don't like techno. So, how can we immerse ourselves in the techno? Uh-huh. So, we bought tickets to see Nicole Madaber open a close, and she fucked my shit up. And immediately, I was like, I love techno. Like, 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 like this is what I want to do. What she did to the crowd, the way she can, can control the crowd with her music, I've never really seen a house artist do. So, um, I was like, I kind of want to do techno, because, like, I want to do what Nicole does. And at the same time, like, IO was big, RIP IO. RIP. Um, and I really credit um, IO with a lot of my, like, production. Mm-hmm. If you ever listen to me on... Uh, Spotify, um, I'm sorry, first off. Um, it's not always the best. I do have some good stuff coming out um, with a couple labels I can't really talk nice. about yet. But, um, uh, yeah, my early stuff that was self-released, I was just like, I want to be as IO as possible. Like, uh-huh. I have a song called Infinitely One. That's how bad I wanted to be IO. <laughs> um, and, like, it was all right. But, yeah, like I have, those two, I think, are really, like, what made me really want to do techno. And um, I, as I kind of dug into it, over the pandemic and, and a little bit before the pandemic, I was just like, wow, like techno's a very like powerful, moving, soulful, sexy, dark, but it's also very feminine. I, hmm. I can't explain it. Um, That's very interesting. Yeah. I think um, 
I'm so fucking sorry. Um, I'm getting over cold. <laughs> You're so um, fine. Um, Cough and it, sneeze and burp yeah, as yeah. much as you want. Um, uh, and and all my favorite techno DJs are women or or they're non-binary or or they 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 have like a feminine edge to them, and like I I I don't know why. And mm-hmm. I, I, I've tried to explore it, and I think the closest I've got is just techno in itself is feminine. Yeah. It, it's it's patient, it's raw, it's aggressive, it's dark. But, like, look at something... I see dubstep as very male. It's very, like, uh-huh. build-up drop. Very aggressive, very just kind of straight-up forward. It's um, busting a nut to where <laughs> techno is edging you. Wow. That payoff. I love that. That fucking payoff. And that, that's why, like, women could have multiple orgasms. That's so funny. Oh, my God. No, I love it. And I, I you go I for five see. hours, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, yeah, that definitely, like, you kind of just answered the next question. Um, but I, I guess I wonder if you have any more thoughts when I, like, pose it to you as a whole new question. But um, I guess what, what drew you to techno originally as compared, you know compared to bass compared to house you know what got you interested and then what keeps you interested in techno i think techno in itself is the most not the most diverse but it's it's there's so much you can do with it because you borrow from a lot of genres Mm -hmm. um some of my songs have breakbeats in them some of them have like you know i uh like a lot of the techno that i play out um is very like they 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 are literally like taking a sample from a fucking spice pack like a dubstep screech sample and then you're putting it over a fucking four on a four kick. Uh-huh. There's there's a lot to borrow from everything and it all kind of harkens back to like '90s rave as well. Um, that kind of like high energy shit. Um, I think I think there's just so much to it. Um, it's also meditative. It's very beautiful. It's uh-huh. very like um, uh. When, when, when I'm in the groove, when I'm doing a set, I've done, like, two-hour sets, I've done three-hour sets, where it just, like, fully, like, an hour disappears. Yeah. And you're just fucking vibing. And, mm-hmm. like, I think with dubstep, and I think with, you know, heart, uh, I love playing heart style. Like, like uh, I know a lot of, I've gotten a lot of fans recently, because um, I've done stuff with Too Hard. And, like, I love raw style, heart style, up-tempo, all that shit. But there's so much focus that re- is required, because you're like, okay... You know, I have a, a drop happening, and I have to, you know, prepare my next drop, and then I have my third deck. I have a drop coming there, and mm-hmm. all that shit. I think, like, techno, I could just... I Literally, what I do is, the first track I do, I, I usually, on the third deck, just find the section where it's just the kick. Mm-hmm. And I have that going the whole time. And then I fuck with it, and I, I manipulate it. And then, you know, you can bring it in, bring it out, whatever. But, like, having that kick the whole time lets you... I don't know. It, it's it med- provides like a foundation exactly. to build upon. Exactly, and, and I don't use sync. Um, <laughs> just, just to be clear, I'm gonna just say that out loud. <laughs> I don't use sync, so like that means every time I shift tempo, which I do constantly. A, a good set, if you see a good snack set, I'm starting at 140, I'm ending at like 160. Yeah, um, I'm moving and beat matching every time I, I move tempo. So it's just like it, it, it's made me a better DJ playing techno. Uh huh. Um, I feel better as a DJ listening to techno. Mm-hmm. And like, it's kind of like pizza. Bad techno will give you heartburn. <laughs> uh huh. But like, it's still it still tastes good. Yeah. And good techno. And, but good techno, <laughs> bitch. Uh uh-huh. Yeah, that shit. I, That's I interesting. It sounds like you um 
get a lot from like i think something that people will complain about techno is like the repetitive nature of it and the but that's something that i something that i love about all forms of dance music definitely as i think as a dj i almost struggle with it something that i personally struggle with a lot when i'm djing um is just the patience to let tracks play out long enough to build up i'm so used to like playing at home where i'm just kind of like practicing where it's yeah let a song drop and then you mix out of the chorus immediately you know and then um i also like i just i feel like uncomfortable like standing there because like you know letting an eight minute song play out often requires you to just sit there stand there for five minutes you know and just like let it do well that's why on your on your kick you you start doing effects on the kick and shit Uh yeah yeah you start fucking with that and it makes you look like you're doing something because uh, <laughs> otherwise we're just twisting I mean, knobs yeah. on empty decks, man. But uh, yeah, like at least you're fucking with something, you know. Uh-huh. I, um, I I feel that though, and and um, I think I think that's also where showmanship comes in because uh-huh. I kind of pride myself on being fun to watch. Yeah, a lot of people are like, wow, like 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 I wasn't bored like watching your set. Like, yeah, like, um, I like to pretend that. <laughs> I'm on stage at Warp Tour when I'm DJing. I just fucking sing to the crowd, vibing yeah. with people, you know, like, well, fuck it, let's have a drink. Like, fucking, you know, just like, like yeah. we're here to party. Like, I'm not going to stand on stage and, like, eyes down the whole time and just, like, you know, close the crowd out. Like, I'm here with you. We're here together. Yeah. You know, this is an interaction. So, like. I like that. That's interesting. I think there's a lot. I see it especially on, um. It annoys me so much to no end, like Instagram real DJ content, oh, you know, yeah. so it's Oof. all the comment sections on those <laughs> is that literally like this is just gonna be a really quick rant, but like because <laughs> it's so all of the content is like, you know, videographers and people like taking videos of the drops because yeah. that's just, you know, no one wants to see like a transition or whatever you want to see the drop and then the DJ goes woo and the crowd goes woo yeah, yeah. and then the comments are just like, why aren't they doing anything? Why aren't they DJing? Or though and then God forbid, yeah, they have fun with it and then they're like, what is DJ come to today? Did you yeah. see the... I forget who it was. It was some old DJ who um was, like, given... Doing a little, like, kids these days moment. And they Jeez. were like, back in my day, like, the DJ would be off in the corner, like, behind a tree is what they said. Like, specifically behind cool, the tree. That bro. People Fuck. started, like, posting all these funny videos of, like, you know, Shaq DJ Diesel, like, playing with, like, a <laughs> palm tree Photoshop in front of him. That's all funny. Um, But it's almost... I feel like it's refreshing to hear you say... Because I really... I can go both ways. Like, I know... We know you can. Uh... <laughs> Oh my god, and the sip, um, but like, cause I, I've, I had it, um, post like, or I saw the perspective. It was like on a tweet, um, that someone was like, I when I DJ, I'm not performing. I'm not a performer. I'm a facilitator. Gross. <laughs> like, no, no. I mean, like, how fucking esoteric. Like, I, I get it. Um, I, I said, essentially, um, I like to think of it as you're handing me the ox yeah like i have the ox of the whole club um and like if i'm in the car with my homies and and like i have the ox we're listening to skater boy and i'm vibing like uh-huh. like and and i i feel that way doing a techno set i'm just like i'm gonna I'm play you my bangers and like yeah like like some of them are gonna be like eight minutes of the same shit with beeps and boops and percussion uh-huh. and then some of it's gonna be like a fat fucking drop where everyone's gonna be fucking vibe in and then like i like, of course i pull out like the hollaback girl remixes or the fucking milkshake remixes naturally i want everyone to sing along like, like, like uh-huh how can i Ooh, um fun pivot um this is my philosophy when it comes to anything i do <laughs> beautiful um hit me with it chung game um drumming in bands uh, in the past drumming in bands now 
um, DJing, I want to make you move. Mm-hmm. I want to make you move. Whether that's physically or emotionally or whatever, um, I, I want my music to move you somehow. And if that's out the fucking door, sweet. <laughs> but, like, um, you, I, with Chugging Game, like, you know, we're Power Violence Band or Grindcore, whatever the fuck you want to call it, but... Um, we have things to say. Like, I, we, we, it's not political. It's, it's very, like, stand up for yourself type shit. Uh-huh. And me and Alyssa, like, really, like, hone in on that where we, we don't want to talk about the government and shit like that. We want to talk about things in your life that, like, matter to you. Stand up for yourself. Fuck that bitch. F- uh, you know, who wronged you. Fuck that bitch. Whatever. So, like, if that connects with you, fuck yeah. Same with DJing. Like, I, I just want to, like... I will if if there's a, a room full of people standing still, I will find each mm-hmm. and every fucking person, and that's how I read a crowd. Is I literally scan the crowd after I drop the first song, and I'm like, who's moving, who's not? Okay, what do I need to do to make them move? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it, it's refreshing to, because I th- I think I think throughout all dance music, and especially in the comments of Instagram reels, but everywhere, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can call it like um. What's the word I'm looking for? Pretentiousness. You can call it whatever you want. But, like, you know, some... I think in a reaction to... Which I think in some cases is, like, a valid critique of, like... You know, DJs who, I don't know, like, aren't doing much and are, like, you know... I I guess... I I think there's, like, some validity in the, like, DJing is not the same as like especially like in a club if you're djing for like five hours or whatever right? yeah it's you know it's no, not yeah. the same as like being the lead singer in a band or whatever mm-hmm. right um and yeah some people are like perhaps more concerned with like you know fucking looking super sick than like um you know putting on a good set or whatever yeah, yeah. which but obviously i think people like take their critique and run with it and fisher. like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you, you yeah, say, yeah, yeah. say his name he's yeah. not gonna listen it's fucking fisher yeah i wasn't i mean honestly i wasn't thinking about fisher but yeah fisher but, you know fisher did you exactly. watch the um the chris lake back to like uh, or was it chris lake back to yeah back? that's what they do their whole thing oh my god well yeah so uh, it's like a two hours of Chris like DJing and then Fisher just doing the fucking fish walking around uh-huh. and you see him touch the decks twice and the whole time I'm like this is so cringe well, how, that, how, how that man like got to the position that he's in is uh, good for him shout he out, seems like he's having a yeah, great time shout out Chris time. Lake for pro- producing for him yeah shout out Chris Lake for like um launching for essentially having two highly successful dance music yeah, careers good for him man yeah yeah <laughs> no he is I still love um it's like tech house is not what i'm gonna like go to you know yeah. it's like i it's still probably what i get booked to play the most just because that's what i started out in it's what i have the most connections in mm-hmm. it's also just a very popular style of dance yeah. music um and i like you know it's especially if i've done it in a while like i'll play a tech house and i'll have a great time oh, it's yeah, it's yeah. fun music um but I, I still do chris you know chris like i think is like one of the best oh yeah in, yeah. in that style like, for like mainstream tech house music master like, like yeah fully Knows how to mix well, but also knows how to produce a track to mix well. Oh, totally. Um, no, it's it's the I think you can tell like when when you know there's like the producer DJ like um, some songs are like produced to be DJ oh, and yeah. then some are just kind of like you know it's an afterthought. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyhow, okay. God, what was I gonna talk? About? Sorry. No, you're so fine. Um. I'm I'm feeling the like. I can tell that I haven't done this in a while because I keep forgetting the discussion no, about ads. No, no, hundred percent. Um, but okay. Um, so we we're talking about techno. 
I guess I was gonna say, oh, the whole. I wonder if I even finished my thought, but I, I guess just that whole like snobbish attitude of like, you know, you shouldn't perform, like being yeah. a D, you know, you should be behind a tree in a corner. The auteur, I think, yes. uh huh, is um, perhaps more prevalent in techno yeah. than any other genre. There's a lot, you know, like the techno snob is like a caricature, um, <laughs> in um, you know, it's that's like a known stereotype. So I, th- I think it's refreshing to um. And I'm sure it's refer- I'm sure it like helps you connect with people like oh, yeah. when you're you know, um, on a bill with te- full of techno artists and then you come out and whip your shirt off and go nuts like people fucking love that yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um and, and, and I think I, I the the biggest compliment I get all the time and I love the compliment but it's it's what I hear the most is I don't like techno but I enjoyed your set yeah and like I'm like cool now you like techno and like what do you mean I'm like. What I do isn't different from other people. Mm-hmm. I just have fucking fun. Yeah. That's my difference. Yeah. And I think that's missing in a lot of, like, especially, um, like, the the darker side. I think, like, when you get a little more into, like, the happy hardcore yeah. and the even more experimental and bassy shit, it loses a little... It becomes a little more, like, hyper-pop-esque or whatever, yeah. you know. Um, Like, the people in the crowd start dressing a little brighter, you yeah, know, and yeah, yeah, start... Um, I think... Um, compared it, to, like, the all, like, you know, Berghain, like, all-black, yeah, whatever yeah. type of crowd. Which is, like, what I think I, I, I want to appeal to uh, is that Berghain crowd, but, like... Uh-huh. Um, it, this is kind of a, a tangent of a tangent, but, like, um, there, there's a subgenre of metal called black metal. Yes. Um, I'm actually wearing a black metal shirt right now. Shout out Behemoth. But, um... Uh, their fans are known to be boring and just stand there and just, if this isn't true cult fucking black metal, I'm not going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like going to the shows are fucking boring. Like, like <laughs> behemoth is the, the exception. Like I've seen uh-huh. bands like Watain, Dark Funeral and shit, and they're just boring on stage and the room smells like shit. Cause they want everyone to have like the fucking like, like. It's a pig carcass and a cooler. We put a fan next to it, and like everyone's Jesus. Gonna, oh yeah, watch hands <laughs> insane. Um, but like yeah, like people like they want people to have that like serious vibe at their shows. Uh huh. Um, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't give a shit. Like, like I, we can have Berghain fun. We you know we, we can have Berghain fun. But I'm gonna do what I fucking do. You yeah. know. Yeah. No, I th- I think that's great, and I think that's that's refreshing to hear, and I think that's gonna like work to your advantage in the long run. Yeah. That like uncompromising fun, yeah. I think is is missing in a lot of time, and like just the ability to not take yourself super seriously. Yeah. You know, I think is lacking in a lot of like art in general, and especially Period. dance music, yeah. especially dance music especially, DJs. Yeah. We all think we're the fucking shit. We're uh, not all AFX twin, okay? <laughs> you can put that on a goddamn tweet. Uh, One second. I'm gonna grab a water. <laughs> yeah, you're so fine. Take a second. great um yeah so before we've got about 20 minutes left i want to make sure um we'll just do a quick pivot to make sure that we cover this i want to talk about subdom oh hell yeah um so um i guess to start out just for those for un who are unfamiliar you know you touched on it in your introduction but um maybe give like a little bit of history and an explanation of what subdom is so um i like to say that i'm the daddy of subdom it's a fun (laughs) play of play on words um so it's a it's a kind of the brainchild of me and my friend conrad um conrad lobo he is like an og in the music scene um name a tour uh, in like 2014 to 20 like 17 or maybe before that honestly like 2000s he's probably fucking booked it anything in la he's had his hand in it brownies and lemonade whatever he's helped things ham on everything um so yeah he's like an og so 
the fact that I have him in my corner is truly a blessing. Um, he moved to the Bay to help out with Crybaby. He doesn't work there anymore, but we don't need to get into that. But yeah, anywho, um, he's for whatever reason saw something in me and was like, I want to help you grow something. Mm-hmm. What do you want to grow? And I'm like, okay, like what, what, what in the scene is lacking? I'm like, you know, there's queer parties, music sucks. You know, there's kink <laughs> parties. I think it's a little too male forward. So I'm like, okay, um, what is the kind of middle ground of everything? I want a kink party with good music that's for everyone. It's queer-centric, yes, but I want all genders. I want all, you know, any anything that is, like, classified as kink, I want to be, you know, on a pedestal. And, and I want good music. So, um, I've this is the second one we're doing. I don't know when this is going to come out, but um, uh, May 26th is uh-huh. going to be our second one. Um, it's going to be at an Oakland location. We're dropping the location uh, the day of. On our Instagram, but um, yeah, I got some great fucking uh, techno ar- artist Dialma, who I look up to sincerely, and she's so fucking sweet and like willing to work with me. Um, DJ Warning, also a fucking fire ass DJ, he's also fucking amazing. And Kavera, who I the first time I saw her, I fell in love. I was like, I need to book you. Like I, I, I luckily had her on uh, the last Momentum. Um, which we can touch on. But yeah, um, the first one went well. It was at Bricks. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's a growing party. And I just think like there's, you know, it, it's still in its infancy. Um, but I, I definitely would just want to grow it to be where like parties like, you know, Fake and Gay are. Where, you know, it's it's for everyone. It's queer centric, but it's for everyone. Uh-huh. Great music. You know, let's, let's get a little horny. Don't <laughs> fuck in the dance floor. But like... It, it's fully, you know, a place where we can be us. Or uh-huh. where, where we can, you know, you know, let our freak flags fly a little bit. Totally. You definitely t- touched on this in that explanation. I just wonder if you have any other thoughts. Um, how do you want Subdom to, like, differ from other, like, queer parties in the Bay, other king parties in the Bay? You know, because there, there's a lot of those. Like, yeah. you know, all the way from, like play parties to like more you know like fake and gay like squish type stuff which yeah, yeah. like obviously like no one's everyone's got their clothes on but you know are very yeah. like queer centric and whatnot you definitely touched on this so like if you don't honestly have any other thoughts that's perfectly fine but like i wonder what kind of like little corner are you trying to carve out with subdom um i want well and, and like luckily we've been able to do this like more underground spots and i think i want to keep it underground or if we do move it to venues like somewhere that's like cool but um not play parties per se, but like maybe like a queer space, good music, dancing centric, but um, more focused on just the kink community. I feel like uh, the, the, there's something to say about four bears showing up to a party in a harnesses. Like, cool. Uh huh. Um, you're not kink. Like, I, I you know, to, to the people, uh, the the girl who uh, person who showed up to the last um. Subdom, like literally, like head to toe, fucking latex with a whip. But I was like, bitch, that's you understood the assignment. Uh huh. I want people to like wear what they want to wear, do what they want to do, vibe how they want to vibe. Like, um, and I think there's a lot of not fear, but like people hold themselves back at the like fake and gay type parties. Yeah. Um, as much as I love like Adam and what he's doing, I think there's like a mainstream to it. Oh, 100%. Um, 
I want to find the kind of niche. Yeah. You know? Um, I want to get, like, those artists that are, like, a little bit more... I, I've also prided myself on, like, mostly queer um, yeah. lineups so far. Um, that might be switching up in the future, but hey, you know, there, there's only so many queer DJs. But, like, um, I just want, like, you know, a space for that and, and a space for... You know, people to get a little horny. Like, it, yeah. it's it, don't fuck we with the dude. Yeah, we all do it. You know, <laughs> um, but I just like the vibe, dude. Yeah, um, in in a perfect future or in a in a you know in a perfect scenario, what do you see the future of Subdom being? Where um, do you want to take it? Ideally, um, so, um, I want to, if anything, move it regionally or maybe collab with some people. Like, um, I recently played with Night Slut in LA which was phenomenal. Um, those guys are so fucking nice. But um, I love what they have going on down there. Um, it's not necessarily the same thing as what I want to do, but I definitely think if we collab and kind of put our heads together, we can kind of come to our crossroads of like what I want my party to be and what their party is. Um, or also people like, um, even like Fake and Gay or even like Morning After Pill, uh-huh. um, I think have also their own kind of crowds very similar. I'm like, I, I, I want to see where we can grow together. So I guess collabs. I, I guess, like, the grand goal is us playing somewhere, like, having a takeover somewhere like 1015 or something like that, you know? Yeah. Like, if I could take it to that level where, like, it's, like, a mainstream venue, but, like, our vibes where it's, like, yeah. you know, that'd be cool. That'd be very cool. Yeah. <laughs> what, um... And so, also, you'll have to educate me a little bit on um, Momentum, I believe you called it. Okay, yeah, is yeah. that is that a party that you throw, that you're involved with coordinating? So, um, yeah, so that's um, the party that um, I do with Spin and Destroy. It's me and Chavez's brainchild, but... Um, um, but, yeah, uh, so essentially, um, I've been working with Spin and Destroy for about... Well, since the pandemic, so... Um, Coming out of the pandemic, I, I did a couple warehouse raids and stuff for them. I played just, like, a bunch of their shows, and we just vibe as a, as a unit. So, um, I think around the new year, um, Kyle and Chavez were kind of like, what do you want? What, 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 how can we help you grow, you know, with Spin to Destroy? And at the same time, I had kind of subbed Dom on the back burner. And I was like, well, I think I just want a hard techno party. A hard techno party. You know, like, like we only book hard techno artists, hard techno sets. You know, no one pay, plays under 140 BPM. Um, it's kind of my, like, silent rule is, like, you know, keep it hard all night and, like, like have fun with it. And, like, kind of explore what the genre of hard techno even looks like. Because, like, the first one we did was um, uh, at Burnt Ramen, if anyone knows Burnt Ramen. Um, um, but, yeah, we had people playing hard trance. We had people playing breakbeats. We had people playing, you know, fucking... Like, like, hard fucking, you know, breaks and shit. It was, it was insane. Um, I just think, like, it was beautiful. It really worked well, you know. Um, we sold it out. Hopefully the next one does. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, and, and I think I want to highlight local DJs who, like, play hard techno, but, like, ho- are holding back in other venues. Uh-huh. Like, for instance, I just played Charlotte DeWitt. Um, I played The Basement. But, like, still, I played Charlotte DeWitt. And, um, uh, at 10, 15, um, and I started my set playing like maybe like 130 BP, uh, techno, like kind of chiller shit. And then I kind of was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, why am I holding myself back? Uh-huh. Like, you know, I'm playing in the side room of a venue, like 
I should be doing everything in my power. I, I, I open. I should be doing everything in my power to get people in the room. That's why I started playing harder shit. I, I ended my set at like 150. And I had a, like, not a full room, but I had maybe like 50 people in the basement, like by the end of my set at open. I was like, fuck yeah. Like, like you know, I think the crowd is there. I think there's yeah. not a lot of people who want it. Um, that's like one of my things when I uh, started like playing to, like out of the pandemic um, was like, there's nowhere that I could really play. I was playing a lot of house shows at the end. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'm playing, even then, I'm playing chiller techno, or I'm opening a bigger techno show, and even then, the headliners, I think, suck. <laughs> uh, we don't need to go into details on who, but uh-huh. yeah. Um, I was like, where can I find like-minded individuals to throw the fuck down on some shit that I'll enjoy? So yeah, uh, we kind of crafted momentum together, and um, they're pretty much... Luckily, they're like, we'll facilitate it. You book the headliners, and we'll, we'll fill the rest. So um, we did the first one. Um, when is this airing? Uh, next Wednesday. I don't know what the okay. that is. Um, Letter-wise, number-wise. For sure. No worries. <laughs> um, I will say this. I will be present if I'm playing. Who knows? Uh-huh. Um, but, um, yeah, uh, uh, the next one is coming up. Um, tickets are on RA. And, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be uh, Doggy Chow and Churn420, who are, like... Um, yeah, shout out um, um, shout out Churn420. So fucking cool. Literally, like, we, we had her on the first subdom, and so, just, like, a vibe. Like, like, so fucking nice, but also a great fucking DJ. Yeah. Um, and I think this also kind of harkens back to where I said Techno's Feminine, is I've noticed my past two bills, I've booked mostly women. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? And and I, I don't notice this, but it's just fully like, who do I like and who would I want to see on a bill? Is I'm like, I want to see, like, A, a mixed bill, like, you know, yeah. all genders, but also, like, I'm putting Techno Pagan was on the first one as a headliner, and I was like, like, this is, like, who I want to highlight, who I want to, like, see really thrive. Yeah. I think it also just speaks to, like, the, how lucky we are... I mean, obviously, there's a lot of room for improvement, but how lucky we are in San Francisco and Oakland to have such a, like, diverse talent pool. Just mm-hmm. how many incredibly talented, femme, you know, black, queer, whatever it oh, is, DJs, yeah. they just aren't white men who, yeah. like, dominate, you know, basically every dance scene anywhere, yeah. you yeah. know. Shout um, out Strap just, to Strap for also, like, being wonderful uh-huh. about mixed bills and, and no bias as well. Um, like I love what they're doing, um, and I think they also really inspire me to dig into not white straight <laughs> men. Like <laughs> totally, yeah, yeah. But no, we are lucky to have an infrastructure of groups like yeah, no bias, strap to strap, wet. Um, I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna forget people, so I, oh, I, yeah. I can't keep it on. But there's so many. Like yeah, literally, yeah. you know, I'm making my own point. Um, so yeah, so that's super sick. I knew that you were like at least tangentially involved, but I didn't know to, yeah, to it, what extent. Um, so it's I, not my party, but it, I'm I'm yeah, greatly involved. Yeah, hundred percent. I want to talk. So we've got like seven minutes left. Okay, we're, we're okay. Um, fire, let's fucking go. I just want to talk a little bit about your experience throwing events. Um, what are some in your mind a marker of a good event? Things that you want to include in your parties. I want a good um, mix of DJs. I want a good flow of DJs. I want... Um, so, like, one of my favorite things... A good is, flow of DJs. What, yeah. what, what do you mean by that? I mean... Um, or... Because uh, I, I do... I also book shows for Chugging Game every now and then. Um, I want the night to flow well. Yes. Uh, I, I, I don't want, like... For instance, like, you know... I'm not going to put a fucking... 
you know, jungle DJ at the beginning of the night, and then like a house DJ right after. I don't want to fuck the vibe up. So yeah. like, um, and I want everyone to play what they want. Is is also like, um, like if if they book you for momentum or if I book you for subdom. And I'm like, hey, this is the vibe. And you, like, start with hard techno and you fuck off and do some crazy shit. As long as you have the crowd moving, I don't give a fuck. But, yeah, anywho, um, I know we're, we're running a long time. <laughs> oh, you know, it, don't feel rushed. I just wanted to give you a little, oh, you right, know, an sure. idea. Take um, as much yeah. time as you want. Flow, um, uh, good talent, um, which I, I feel pretty blessed about. Like, my all the, anything I've booked, I, I'm pretty proud of. Um, venue, um, we had some issues <laughs> with the, uh, the first momentum, it being... At that warehouse, um, at Burnt Ramen, there was some break-ins, some sketchy activities. We're not gonna go back, thank God. Um, and then yeah, like like um, if it's, I think that's kind of it. Like, like I mean, obviously, like if if I have a weekday, we'll make do. But like, it really comes down to like the vibe. Yeah. And all those things I mentioned, I think, really attribute to the vibe. Yeah. What do you think, maybe thinking about it less so as, like, a coordinator and more so as just, like, a party goer, what are markers of, a, like, a bad event? What are things that you see? Maybe, like, outside of just, like, obviously, like, shitty DJs, you know, but yeah. what, what are some things that you see throughout the bay that you're, like, you, you see room for improvement, you know, when you go out? An unbalanced lineup, as I said, like fully, like um, um, I I won't name the event, but I opened this event back in let's say August or something like that of last year, and I opened it really strong. I I, I fucked it up. I brought a good crowd of like my own people. I but I opened the next DJ didn't bring anyone, and then like you know brought the vibe down and really kind of like brought the whole vibe of the night down. I think, and then like everyone left the dance floor. And then all my friends were like, okay, well, if this is what this guy's playing, then we're going to leave. And I'm like, this guy should have fucking opened, and I should have yeah. not, you know. Um, and then I think also bad um, bad party things is also just kind of like, does it feel like a safe space? Obviously in a venue, of course, but I'm talking more Renegades. Um, like, I've been to like Renegades in like the Oakland Hills where I'm like... This is safe. We're in, we're in the forest. We're all good. But I've also been to Renegades in the middle of, like, Oakland under an overpass. And I'm like, oh, no. We might die tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am... Um... Yeah, I can relate to that. So the the show that we're, we're recording right now is called Hardcore Heaven Radio Power Hour, which is named after a show, Hardcore Heaven, that I throw with um, DJ R.E.B. and DJ Serotonin mm -hmm. of Hazardous Nemesis, who just booked you. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Tonin. Yeah, yeah. Um, next Saturday. Next Saturday. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we throw a lot of renegades. Um, almost exclusively renegades. Um, and honestly, like, we've had some amazing experiences, mm -hmm. but renegades, especially when you're coordinating them, stress the fuck out of me oh i yeah. can't enjoy them when i'm when it's my show and i'm there i am just i it's also just due to like my anxious personality it's but it's i'm like yeah. like that man in the corner is gonna rob us you know oh, like yeah. the cops are on the way yeah like everything that could possibly go wrong um yeah so i i definitely relate to that and i almost wish it's something i'm like trying to work on because i think renegades have the capacity to be so magical and so like a good renegade is hard to be you yeah. know it, yeah. i've been to amazing renegades but i've also been to piss poor renegades yeah the the capacity for good and for bad i think are greater at a renegade than probably at a venue show yeah um okay great well you know we are about a time so really quickly 
you've got like a minute or two um plug yourself where can people find you what shows so this is coming out seven days from now okay word okay so um, that means where can people find you um seven days from now so that means on thursday 525 i'm gonna be at monarch with um blends and trends uh ice creams is headlining i'm i guess co-headlining um so that'll be a good show ice creams is great um we'll love ice creams the next day friday sub dom um <laughs> i have three shows back to back man it's gonna be fucking rough and i'm coming back from edc anywho um next day friday sub dom in oakland if you're kinky or if you're queer or if you're both Show up. Um, it's gonna be a good fucking time. Tickets are, are running fast. Um, on our on uh, the RA, so check my RA. It has everything. The following day, Saturday, toxic. Oh, we don't have the location yet. Sorry. May may or may not be toxic beach with hazardous nemesis with Kavera, uh, Cherub four twenty, uh, many other fucking great DJs. Um, and then following that, um, <laughs> um, momentum. I may or not may not be playing. Who knows? And then the following week, um, um. It's not announced yet, but um, I'm playing somewhere in the city, and it's going to be a really cool party, and just check my socials. So my socials are snack underscore official at Twitter, Instagram, and I think that's it. Facebook, if you use it, what are you, 50? Yeah, gross. Um, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, everything's on my Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. Yeah. I'm barely on Twitter. So if you like funny jokes or, like, you know, fart jokes. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you so much for being on. I am... Um... I'm a big fan. I think you're doing cool things. Thanks, I'm really man. glad to see the success of Subdom, and I think, you know, as cliche as it sounds, big things in store. Big, big things, things coming, coming, baby. Things coming big, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, thank you so much. Um, thank you so much to Snack for that funny and insightful interview. Now for the next hour, guys, enjoy an exclusive mix by our one and only guest, some hard hard nasty slutty techno to start your wednesday as always you guys are tuned into bff.fm this is the hardcore heaven radio power hour for the next hour in the mix is snack FF.FM, best frequencies forever. Community radio, only frenzy. Thank you. 
function.
man of the world, man, he just can't see himself. Boom, diggy, 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 boom, diggy, bang, unity, that's a band, and you know that's strong. When you take a look on the television, no contract and blood, there's no program. Level vibe, level vibe, but you know that can't run true. Spanish and the Mexican, yes, God put on the earth all kind of man. Japanese, German, and Colombian, Chinese, and the Russian, and the African, American, Finnish, and Canadian. Dutch, Chinese, Swedish, Brazilian, to the Syrian, the Indian, and Jamaican. Boom, diggy, 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 boom, diggy, bang, him, Italian, the Spanish, and the Mexican, yes, God put on the earth all kind of man. Japanese, German, and Colombian, Chinese, and the Russian, and the African, American, Finnish, and Canadian. Dutch, Chinese, Swedish, Brazilian, to the Syrian, the Indian, and Jamaican. Too many people, them are talking about this. Boom, diggy, 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 boom, diggy, bang. Too many people them are top of this But the one and the world money just can't sing sir Boom diggy 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 boom diggy bang Unity that's a band and you know that's strong Boom diggy 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 boom diggy bang Make it silly and Spanish and Mexican Yes got put from the earth out on a man Japanese, German and Colombian, Chinese And the Russian and the African American, Spanish and Canadian Don't try to speak this Brazilian To the Syrian, the Indian and Jamaican Too many people them are top of this But the one and the world money just can't sing sir Boom diggy 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 boom diggy bang Unity that's a band and you know that's strong When you take a look on the television Not going to have blood that I'm not programmed Level vibe, level vibe Boom, diggy, 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 boom, diggy, bang, him, I get tally, and this punish, I'm the Mexican, yes, but put from the earth out. 
he's a hoe, she's a hoe, we some hoes, wouldn't you like to be a hoe too? I'm a hoe, he's a hoe, she's a hoe, we some hoes, wouldn't you like to be a hoe too? I'm a hoe, he's a hoe, she's a hoe, we some hoes, wouldn't you like to be a hoe too? I'm a hoe, he's a hoe, she's a hoe, we some hoes, wouldn't you like to be a hoe too?
I just wanna fuck you like a slut. I just wanna fuck you like a slut, bitch. I just wanna fuck you like a slut. I just wanna, I just wanna fuck you, bitch. I just wanna fuck you like a slut. This song is so funny. You guys are tuned into BFF.fm. Do not change the dial. Keep it locked, even though you're probably not using a dial since this is online radio. We're listening to Snack in the Mix. This is the Hardcore Heaven Radio Power Hour. Just checking in. We got about 30 minutes left, guys. Make sure to keep it locked. And have a good Wednesday morning.
Community radio for the San Francisco music scene. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.
Funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. The funk soul brother, check it out now. The funk soul brother, right about now. Oh, 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 oh,
soul brother check it out now
serious problem today is cocaine. And in particular, crap. This is the first time since taking the oath of office that I found an issue was so important. We have about one minute left. I just want to say a final thank you to our guest this week, Snack. Thank you guys so much for listening. You're tuned into BFF.FM. Do not touch that dial. Keep it locked. Up after me is Talk in Noise at Noon, an excellent show that you're going to want to stick around for. You guys are tuned into BFF.FM. Keep it locked. Thank you so much to our guest. This has been the Hardcore Heaven Radio Power Hour. We are back next, next Thursday, Wednesday, excuse me, two Wednesdays.